Hello, Ruthann Austin. Are you ready to get this show on the road? I am. What was the... I just got zapped by the mic. <laughs> oh, your beard? No, my lips. Do you have a beard? No. I can get a mustache, though. A little mustache? Yeah, but every now and then it does that to What's me. What's up with the mustache? Well, if I don't take it out right away, there's this little fuzzy stuff that grows there. Men don't want to know that their wives have mustaches. Oh, every woman gets it. That's true. We're announcing that just so all you men know out there that your women really do have mustaches if they don't. What do you do? Pluck them? No. I rip it off with wax. You wax it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a little muzzy. Yeah. Because I've never seen it. A muzzy? I I don't know what the hell it is. (laughs) We don't call it muzzies, but you know. No, seriously, I I didn't know that. I mean, I knew kind of. You know, women have like their little bathroom. Th- I wonder what a, in, a, in a truck stop, you know, do they, are they in there? You know, the trucker women. I see like a lot of trucker women posting things now. And I wonder if, uh, are they in the bathroom waxing and plucking and trying to keep their womenly look while they're truckers? I'm sure they are. You know, the ones that are interested in that i mean i'm sure there's some like i've seen some women chuckers that you know they keep shorter hair because it's less hassle and you know but i could tell you that um i belong to a group for women in trucking and they get their nails done and they'll show like what they're like there's there's a couple of them that will say like what's your nails look like this week and it'll be a bunch of ladies posting their pictures of what their manicures look like you know it's kind of interesting because you know as a trucker guy you know, honestly, when I was a driver, I was very low maintenance. All I needed was something to snack on. Seriously. His Snickers. A snack and a load. And I would get there, you know, and when I got there, I was too tired to go groom and shower and all that crap. So I went to bed normally when I got to where I was going. And then the next morning, I got my load. I would go to the truck stop. I would get a shower. And... Get in my truck. I actually I would run and do a little exercise too, and then I would get going. So maybe maybe my exercising was equivalent to the grooming, the grooming of a woman. You know, let me tell you something. We don't need to like, yeah. Women shave their legs and their armpits just like a guy shaves their face, right? Every every day, every other day, depends on what you know what they want. But the actual like the the grooming of like the the other like your lip for your your and your eyebrows that don't have to be done but like every few weeks so they probably do that stuff on their home time you know i'm just saying i'm just giving y'all that info i have no problem telling y'all that women are not much different than men when it comes to body functions okay so i'm gonna say this men the biggest lie a woman tells you is this is me when they met you when they first meet you this is me what do you think i mean if you, if you think about it it is the biggest lie men do the same thing no but women do the biggest thing because they put the eyeliner on oh it depends you might have an over makeup woman you know they put a lot of makeup you know this one guy I met from a wedding. He was from West Virginia. He said, my granddaddy always told me, you want to know what a woman, you want to know really something, uh, 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 the trueness of a woman, who she really is, 
drop her in a pool. <laughs> I don't know, because now they make waterproof makeup. I'm just saying, that's not going to work. <laughs> well, I was back when I was a kid. Catch her, catch her first thing in the morning. That's yeah. when you're going to find out what a woman truly looks like. You'll get her, you'll get her morning breath. You'll see how fast she runs to the bathroom. Yeah, you'll know if you really like her. Most women, when they go to go to bed, they'll take their makeup off because you don't want to really sleep in makeup. One, it's going to get all over, your, all over your pillowcase and smear your face up. But two, it's really bad for your skin. So most women will take their makeup off before they go to bed. So if you want to see what a woman really looks like, catch her in the morning. Yeah. Before she she puts her makeup on. And look, I have respect for all women truckers. I do, Ruthann. You know that. We... I've seen a couple on, on TikTok lately, and they're posting their videos and doing their things. One lady is a flatbedder. It wasn't Kelly. It was another younger lady, and she's just bought her own truck, and she's doing flatbed work and chaining and strapping and everything. But I will say, though, to me, all that makeup, you know, you women out there with your mustaches and beards and... Yeah, um, you, gotta, you should see the look he just gave me. He just like glanced over and I, I could see him thinking to himself, how much trouble am I going to get myself into right here? I, I literally seen that little bubble above his head say that. There's some conversations that nobody wants to, th- like when you first meet a woman, right? Like you first meet your woman. The last thing that you're, is on your mind is, I wonder how many times she waxes her mustache. You know what I mean? You're not thinking that, right? You're not thinking... You know, how, how often, you know, what do you look like without your makeup? Most men don't even think that. No, they won't think that. And she's already set the trap. But here's Eyeliner, the thing. Eyeliner. What's, what's it called? Rouge? That's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> excuse I, him, ladies. Just excuse him. That's blush, honey. <laughs> what, what He's catching the lingo that his, like, grandma and his, his mom might have used back the day. Back in the day. Right. Rouge. There is... I don't no, know. I'm just, blush. I'm just giving you what but I there's, know. There's a lot of makeup up there that I don't even, I, I've never even contemplated. Like there's a stuff called primer that people put on there. The women will put up primer. That doesn't make me feel comfortable. Men can relate to that term. Yes. We know what primer is. It's, it's stuff a ba- you put on. Yeah, it's a base. Well, women actually now come out with a primer for their face. And it's like, what? So there's a lot of makeup out there that, that can make a woman look totally different. Wow, talk about makeup, and you're like on the you're you're on your seat, all pumped up, and I'm I'm full of information. And I am like you. totally stunned, and I don't wear like I don't wear makeup, but like maybe two to three times a week, like I'll wear like light makeup where I'm wearing. I don't even wear mascara. I wear this. Did you truck with makeup? You did. Put a little makeup on. Yeah, there. I I I I really I'm not one that puts a bunch of makeup on though. I hate makeup. Okay. Like I'll do like eyeliner and. Lip gloss. Right. That's what I like. Okay. Well, I'm sure that our trucker pals out there enjoyed this first couple minutes of Talk CDL today. I will say this, though, real quick. About more makeup? No. Not every woman gets mustaches, so don't sit there and think every woman's going to have one. Oh, I'm telling these guys out there, your woman has a mustache. I guarantee it. No, not everyone does, but, you know, I'm just telling you. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on to at least starting the show. It's about time. It's kind of weird. It's <laughs> a weird conversation. Like, who the hell wants to hear about makeup and trucking? Well, the ladies do. But hey, you know, it's there. It's 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 a subject that's there. I mean, I mean, can you imagine? You know, you're teaming with a lady, and like one part. In fact, to be honest with you, again, I don't mean to talk a little bit more about it, but this one lady that was trucking, like her her big problem was her shoes, and we all know women and their their shoes. I mean, you've got. 
like five, at least 5,000 pairs of shoes stacked up, and you got these little holders, blah, blah, blah. Well, imagine being in a semi-truck, and she showed, like, her passenger seat floor, and, and she goes, yeah, I still got the shoe problem. She's got all these shoes all neatly organized on the passenger side. I'm like, man, imagine teaming with a woman that's fully a, a full woman. You know, she's woman here. Her roar. I mean, seriously, I mean, come on, think about it. You know, you got, you, you would need a closet for all the clothes. You got all the shoe areas. You got maybe a little mirror set up for doing the makeup, all that other stuff. If it's really womanly. Give me, I'll give you advice, ladies, with the shoes. Under your bunk, when you lift it up, why don't we, why don't you connect like a shoe rack or like one of those pocket holders underneath the bed? On the on the wood, that way you could just slide your shoes in there. Okay, all right. I'm moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on to this week's show. You know, I got a bunch of stuff um, to talk about this week. Cool. And I mean, literally, not a bunch, bunch, but just a couple things. You know, I looked up. I was curious about, you know, turnover rates. So I was looking at other industries compared to the trucking industry, just to see you know, where the turnover rates are and what's out there. Um, I also pull up an interesting article. Sorry, that was my computer. Um, I also pulled up an interesting article about making a wrong turn. And I'll tell you, it can be devastating. And I mean, like, you know, some guys make a wrong turn and they're under a bridge but some guys make a wrong turn, and they're in some bad areas. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that. And a couple other things. We have some good news to talk about today. What I think is good news. Oh, and I guess you have the word of the day. Word of the, You know how long you've been doing word of the day? Like for a, while. a couple of years. Yeah. And then you also have your little thing where you're pulling up some places for truckers to stay or not stay visit while yeah, they're on the road. Idaho is our state this week. Idaho. Idaho. That's a Northwest state. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, honestly, that's a Northwest state. He knows his geography. I do. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I do. And, you know, when, when uh, you talk to a lot of truck drivers, one of the places they don't want to go is the Northwest because of the Rockies. Right. It's the chain laws where... If you go there, just from, I think it's September on, and we just reported that a couple weeks ago. If you go after, I think, September 1st, I could be wrong by a day or two. You have to have your chains in the in the truck. Yeah, if you get caught, even on dry time, if it's dry out and you're out there and they check for chains, you're going to get a fine. Yeah, you have to have them with you. I remember a load. I was going to um, Seattle to the convention center, and it was, I don't know, December, November, and I was fixing to head out there from Indiana, and Michael Sparks, he was the president of the company, he had asked me to do it, and he said, you you know, you got to have chains, and they said, get to a truck stop on your way before you get to, and it was before you get to Colorado, is it get to a truck stop and we'll com check uh, the money and you, and you can buy some chains. Well, we bought the minimum 
You know what it was? Now, this was like 20-some years ago. Do you know how much it cost? Hmm. 800 bucks. What, is, what do you mean by the minimum? Well, I'm, I'm not sure if, if... See, I'm not really fluent on how many chains you have to have. Or, you know what I mean? It, you can use more or less. Mm-hmm. But we bought, you know, whatever you need it for the drives. And I think for the steers also, if, I, if I'm correct about that. And whatever we bought. And I remember the bags being heavy. And I had to load them in my utility box. But I remember it was a little over 800 bucks. And that was wow. like 20-some years ago. So I wonder what chains cost now just to be able to chain up. And I know they've got new ap- apparatuses. But anyways, we'll be talking about that. And you have the place to visit in Idaho. So do you have that on you right now? You want to mention that? Sure. Before uh, we take a the break? Places? Yeah, I could do that. Um, so if you're visiting, if you're running through Idaho drivers... We're just going to zip into this little segment for you. Miss Ruth Ann has looked up some places. Is it a place where they go and look at potatoes? Isn't that Idaho? No, I skipped the potato. But yeah, Idaho is the potato, but I did skip the potato stuff. So there is a lot of potatoes. <laughs> well, I was joking. I, no, yeah. I, I will tell you there is one. It says, come visit Idaho and sleep in the potato. Um, I just looked at it and went, next. <laughs> So I, we didn't want to do that one. Okay, what do you got? So what I did pick is I picked three different things. Um, the first one is called Lava Hot Springs Inn. So it used to be when World War One came out where the driver, or not the drivers, World War One, the, the veterans, would come there, the soldiers that were injured, and they would use this as a, a place of rehabbing. So they would use the hot springs as a, a therapeutic type of of purposes then it went through little stages and then it came back around and the person that opened it up now did it for a hotel and you could have you could stay there at the hotel i don't know what it charges per night but there's like i think it said 13 or 15 rooms that you stay in and you can go to what they call the pools which is the hot springs and they stay anywhere from 94 to 107 degrees fahrenheit and this is outside yeah, and all I got to say is, Troy, I would like to really go here someday. Well, I would love to go there. The only thing is, now, let's be honest. We all, we all know what it's like when it's cold out because, like, we have a hot tub. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get in your hot tub. Now, we're in Florida, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You get in your hot tub, and it's, like, I don't know, 104 degrees, whatever it is, okay? And, and we've actually been way above 104 but you're, if it's in January, even in Florida, it may be 40 degrees at night here in Florida sometimes. Yeah, because we don't go during the day. We usually do it in the evening. Right. Even, say, 40, 50 degrees at night. So it feels good when you're sitting in it. But when you get out, if you have a bathing suit on, okay, when you get out in that cold air, that sucks. Let's be honest. There's a sucky part about a hot tub, and that's if it's cold out, getting out and you freeze. Like, it's very uncomfortable, actually. It can be chilly. Yeah. I won't deny that. So, anyways, Lava Hot Springs, guys. Yeah. If you guys get a chance in Idaho and you're rolling through there and you want to lay over somewhere or you got a little bit, maybe a 10-hour break even are, huh? Yeah, it says that you don't have to stay there. If you aren't staying in the hotel, you can buy a pass for the day and you can go in there. The pool hours are like 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., 
Um, I don't know if it's going to be, they close down for the winter at any specific times, you know, cause of, well, I don't know because I don't know going there if there's, you know, that's probably when they want to go in it is probably, I would say, you know, that's the best times, but you know, mm-hmm. it says that, um, that it is a, the no before you go is like I said, if you're not staying in the inn that you have to get a pool pass, but it didn't say anything that there was no parking for tractor trailers or anything like that. So it's at the lava hot springs in Idaho. All right, guys, there's Ruthann's pick of the week to visit. Um, Ruthann, moving on. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl. Thank you. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following, new Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. Hey, drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. All right, we're back. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> um, some good news is this. I told you I had a little good news. The economy is going to be getting better. I believe this is my prediction. I've been telling people that it's getting better. Um, a buddy of mine in North Carolina said, "Well, these menu, these furniture manufacturers, 
one company just laid 500 off, he said, and down the street, another one laid 900 off and wouldn't even let them on the parking lot. 900 employees gone. And I thought, you know, what's funny is uh, this, they're furniture manufacturers, which tells you that that's the last thing people want in a bad economy. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, you got to eat, you got to pay your bills or buy a new couch. Guess what? People are like, I'll keep the old couch. And so furniture manufacturers... Shame on them. It's a 1,000% minimum markup on their furniture. So the ones that go out of business, it's going to happen. Don't feel bad for them. They'll survive. Um, but the reason I say, Ruthann, that the industry is getting better, they just came out with a jobs report. And the jobs report said the market's getting tighter for jobs, which means more people are going back to work. Well, that's good, right? Absolutely. It's very good. Absolutely. Um, so what's happening is as people come back to work, manufacturing's ramping up. Car chips that we need, cars, um, all kind of things that are on assembly lines are now in production. You can't see it. You're not hearing about it, but it's happening. Now, the results of that, you will not see. You will not see a fully ramped up manufacturing industry. Until the following year. You just won't. It's it's in fact, what they're doing now, Ruthan, is catching up on on low supplies. If you look at how many times were people complaining about, you know, the the um when you walk in the market, big bear spots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You every every one of us has said that. And so right now it's ramping up and people are Putting production out. What also is happening is, what ha- I'm going to tell you. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You know, over the last two years, you were hearing and pe- hearing people say, "Oh man, I work from home now. I'm never going back to work." And everybody's going, "Well, you you know, we need to get people back working." Everybody's going, "No man, I can work from home. My company's fine with that." Well, they weren't fine with that. They weren't fine with that. A lot of companies just to do exactly that's exactly what it was and so production because people are at home was not really even near what it needed to be and so what the government did and this is what people don't understand they raised the fed rates for more than one reason the you know the interest rate Mm -hmm. 11 straight increases on this what did that do to the economy well, it made everybody have to pay higher rates. It made people have to pay higher rates, which drove inflation up, which made things more expensive, which made people have to have money, which makes people what? Have to do what? Work. Exactly. Exactly, man. Like people are seeing the effect of what this is controlled environment. And it is what it is. You want to get people working? Make it so they need to they need to work to get their freaking money. You know, sitting around on the you know, the stimulus checks and all that stuff that they're still, you know, trying to survive on. Now everything's getting more expensive. People have to work. So that means they went back to work. This is literally the the effect of what you just seen happen. And so I always tell everybody, the trucking industry is the first to see the bad times and the first to see the what? Good times. Exactly. So, you know, we've, we've seen the bad times now for quite a while. And now other industries are really seeing it, like this manufacturer, this furniture manufacturer up in North Carolina, two of them that just went out of business. People are going, oh my gosh, it's really bad times. Well, the trucking industry right now is getting more orders. 
I'm seeing it. I'm talking to people all the time, and people are getting more orders. You now have the big Christmas push, and then, Lord willing, this coming spring, you're going to see everybody with a bunch of orders. Ruth Ann's over there yawning. We're not talking about makeup anymore. I can't <laughs> help it. Every time we're man, you, you it's, were excited. it's horrible. You were excited, man. We were talking about rouge or whatever it's called. <laughs> but, it, but anyway, so um, literally this is what happens and a lot of people are mad at the way the government's doing things. And I'm not a big government kind of guy, but you guys got to know this was a necessary evil. You know, how do we get people back to work? Make them have to work. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think it was just the stimulus. I think what it was is just all our everything being handed out to everybody. Yeah. You know, I, all was. of the. And I noticed um, a lot of our unemployment rates were starting to to go back to being i don't want to say a normal rate but you know we're always going to have unemployment it's it's you know it's never going to go away we're always going to have that but the the numbers were decreasing as far as that they weren't so high as they were so they've been slowly decreasing yeah i mean it in just the last 30 days alone it's it's like gotten amazing now it's not fully back to normal but it's on its way and what the report said was People's confidence, they have all kind of data they run. It said people's confidence to leave a job and then find another job real easy is not there right now. No. So it's only like right now, as far as jobs, it's like 1.5 jobs available per person, which sounds low, but it's still a lot of jobs out there. But the good jobs are going away. And, you know, if we're being honest, this is what the... the it's going back to the trucking industry that we once knew. Once, once everybody's working and manufacturing's going, then people start ordering. And when they start ordering, you know what I mean? When they start ordering, they're ordering trucks to come and pick up freight. And so once manufacturing is ramped up fullest, then you got a lot of trucking um, in the industry. And then when you got a lot of trucking in the industry, it creates this, this competition for drivers. And, and next thing you know, drivers, and this is what I want to say really, to drivers within is right now you guys are having a hard time finding a good job. There's still jobs out there for truckers. There's still lots of good jobs. Absolutely. But if you're looking for like a dedicated or a local or something that you specifically have to have right now, that's not there like it was. But the good news drivers is it's going to be here soon again because it's going to, once you get too, you know, enough freight in the industry to where it creates all this need for drivers Trucking companies start hiring more, and then, they, then they're able to go, okay, well, we've got this customer, and we've got this amount of freight that's coming from here and going from there. And they start offering local and dedicated and regional runs, and you guys can start getting better home time, better, a better uh, schedule as a trucker. So all I'm really here saying at this, Ruthann, it took me this long to say is... Is it like normal? Yes. Hang in there, drivers. It's going to get better. I told you guys this a year ago when it was really crappy. I said, hang in there. And I'm not saying that I'm like this great swami that knows the future. It's just, it's just playing the, the cards that's in front of us. You can see the way it all works from manufacturing to um, shipping to receiving to the need for people that have money that are going to spend money and buy this stuff. It's all a big cycle that, that really plays into trucking, Ruthann. It really is. Yeah, it is. And and I think another thing is from, from some of the companies that I talk to, you know, my friends, you know, I have a few. Go ahead. They um 
the drivers, they are getting a lot more applicants, but they are being, being picky on their drivers. They are being picky on their drivers right now. As far as like, they're taking like some drivers, they only can have certain jobs. Some drivers can only, you know, like they really are getting a little bit more fine tuning on what they're accepting because there's a lot more drivers that are now wanting to come back to work. I did notice, um, that they, they had told me that they did the little giggle. They still think that the drivers that were off on their quote little staycation that they were doing at home, that they thought that they were going to come back at the rates when they left from their staycation or to go to their. So they're not realizing that that rate that the drivers were getting at one point is still not there. So don't think that, you know, you're going back to work now that everybody's needing these drivers again. They're not, they're still not getting those high rates. So, yeah. But just, anyways, just wanted to give you guys a little bit of positiveness that, you know, even though it's a little tough right now, guys, it is getting better. And, and there may be a little period like January, February, where you guys think, eh, but that's normal. Okay. The normal soft times of the year is the first quarter. Right. But Lord willing, and this is what experts are, not just my humble, unprofessional, just stupid trucker opinion that's that's my that's really what you're getting from me but literally a lot of experts in the industry are predicting 24 for us to get back to what we know as normality normal 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 and who knows if it will be fully going that way if there's going to be maybe some little bit of changes but for the most part the the one thing that you guys got to know and I'm going to going to end it here the greedy rich wealthy filthy uh, guy at the very top, the billionaires that uh, that literally own manufacturing plants and own the trucking companies and own the federal interest rates. All of these guys at the top are going to make money because they 100% are greedier than greedy gets, which is, I don't want to say it's a good thing. But it's a good thing for you drivers because their greed means they're making things happen, Lord willing. They're saying, hey, they were happy that the rates got raised because rates got raised. People ended up having to pay out the gazoo for payments and grocery bills and everything else. And the guys sitting at home, they're all coming back to work. Manufacturing's going. And this is the result you're seeing. It might sound messed up, but guys, it's a necessary evil. Wouldn't you say that, Ruthann? Yeah. It really is. I mean, you got to get people working somehow, or mm-hmm. we have a socialist country. Yeah. Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. Did we take a break yet? We, yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My mind's like, out. hey, we were gone for the hurricane. You know, we just had the hurricane go through, and Ruthann and I um, just got back, and we drove from Pensacola down to Homosassa, where we're at. But we had to come through where the eye went through. It was interesting, wasn't it, Ruthann? Mm-hmm. There was power lines down, like, for miles. There was just, like, telephone poles snapped and power lines down, trees that are just mammoth ripped out of the ground, and, you know, right where the eye came through. And then we also videoed where FEMA or, you know, the help center was setting up the help um the workers Com- help command. Yeah, the it was pretty cool the way they just had fields of, you know, the the little portable homes, but they were for like you said this was not going to be for 
Not for the displaced homeowners, they said. It's for the workers that are coming from other areas to come, like the power line workers right. and so forth. Search and rescue people, all that. And they were going to be staying there. And they get paid really good. I, I knew a guy once that was worked for Duke Energy, which is a big power company. And when he went out to um, Hurricane Ike and, and that went in through Louisiana and Texas, his name was Philip. You remember... I think he got paid triple or quadruple. It was the, I think it was triple pay, and that was the entire time he was gone. He was getting triple pay. So just those checks that he was gone for like a month or so were just amazing, Ruthann. That's what these disaster relief guys get. It, it, it's such a mixed feeling, you know, to get such a high rate of pay for someone else's, you know, for, for a disaster to happen. And then when you think about it, they're still, you know, like especially like in certain areas where the the water was so high that you're taking a chance with getting some kind of um, infection or something like that because of the water being stagnant and stuff. So, yeah. yes, they deserve that high rate of pay because they're going in and they're chancing that kind of stuff, and they're also away from their family for as long as they are. So they do deserve that that rate of pay. Absolutely, because all that they're doing, and I know there's a lot of truckers. In fact, we had spoke to some that. They were using their tractor to go and and help. I think it was in Louisiana also. I think it was for Katrina where they were getting all the wood and all the... He, they were saying, you know, this certain things and, you know, they would come across... Sometimes they would come across bodies and stuff where they were yeah. helping yeah. with the removal of all the the, 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 the the stuff, the disaster stuff, you know, the... I don't even know what to call it because... It's well, they said there was 2,000, I think 2,000 plus... People killed, and so, unfortunately, a lot of animals were killed in Katrina. And so, just the bacteria and the smell and everything alone, just, you know, they're, people are brave that actually go into those zones. I'm going to tell you, you come out a different person when you go into a disaster zone. A disaster zone is really what it means if you've never been in one. And some of them are just like you said, Ruthann, just the smell of bodies and just things like that are just the waste that's just the 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 smell and you know you have flies you have other insects and stuff so these people are removing that so hats off to y'all for doing all that all right so moving on from our from i didn't really plan a hurricane reporting but you know that's exactly what we just did this past week and we don't have any, you know, we actually are okay here just so. Yeah, we're fine. Almost has no damage done. We, we had a lot of flooding in our county, but other than that, we're fine. Um, okay, moving on. Ruthann, I want to mention this here and just follow me on this, this uh, what I want to read here. Um, number one, trucker who killed three in fireball crash while browsing sex sites on the phone is in jail. Number two, trucker on Facebook. At time of deadly Arizona crash, records a record show. He was on Facebook. Um, number three, truck driver surfing the web when he crashed into stop traffic. Number three. Number four, truck driver was on TikTok uh, when he caused crash that killed five. He's got five charges of homicide recently. Um, that, In fact, I got a little report on that. It says um, he's facing... A slew of hefty charges, five counts of uh, vehicular homicide, four counts of endangerment, one of tampering with physical evidence. His name is Danny Tyner. Um, and this episode is not about Danny. In fact, the, the 
the episode that I'm reading right now with all these titles of truckers surfing the web, okay, and killing people is, even though it's a small group of these guys out there, it's when a tractor trailer does it, we get their attention. A tractor trailer gets the attention of the rest of the world when this happens. And here's why I brought this up. I was talking to a driver uh, recently, and he told me something. And I was like, wow, it kind of blew my mind. I didn't know that companies were doing this. But there's a new software. And these are the bigger companies. I'm not saying every big company is doing it. Um, allegedly, this guy said, "This." I'm going to give you the name of the company. Um, I'm saying allegedly. I'm not saying that they're doing this. But KNB. Okay, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. And KMB allegedly um, is uh, sending, I guess when they hire a driver, they um, have you download an app. And the app allows them to track your activity on your phone. This guy was saying, well, I didn't want to do it because of invasion of privacy, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not sure. Again, I'm just saying allegedly. You know, this is what he had told me. So obviously there's other companies that are doing this now. So what it is is they have this app, and while you're driving, they can see if you're surfing. That's See, the reason I read those articles in the beginning, because it's all drivers surfing, because here's what I don't understand. Truckers are perfectly in their legal right to do talk text or hands-free voice command you know, mm-hmm. Siri, call Ruth Ann, whatever, right? And talk while you're driving. Okay, that's perfectly legal. So my question to that driver, I'm like, well, how would they decipher that? You know, they can't come back and go, oh, you were texting. Well, you can talk text. You know what I mean? You can command your phone to send a message. Yeah, that's what I do. Exactly. Send a message to blah, 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 blah. Is that how you say, is that how you message me? You usually talk it. Yeah, I usually say Siri, send a message to Joy. I'm a, and there I am and with I'll my go, fat thumbs. Yeah, I'll, I'll go, hey Siri, and I go, mm-hmm. And then it will go through and say it. And then I'll just say, send a message. There I am with my fat thumbs trying to text you all the time and you're doing it real quick. Anyway. Yeah, I do it the smart way. Yeah, there it is. So anyways, this is something that I don't know if this is gonna become the norm. And I was thinking to myself, the sad thing about that is, here's these trucking companies. They have $150,000 to $200,000 tractors. They give you loads that might contain a half a million dollars worth of freight in it. And they, they're hiring you. You qualify to work there. But yet they're saying, we trust you, yet we don't. And you and I both know there's some really really good drivers out there Ruth Ann, oh, yeah. that would never ever mm-hmm. be surfing on the internet while they're driving you know but you know these guys here some of them were on sex sites some of them were on facebook some of them were just doing all kind of in fact to be honest with you you know you you know we got thousands and thousands of people that hear the podcast every week okay and the i'm going to just say this right i guarantee you there's a couple one or two guys right now that know they do this. Uh, they would definitely identify with it. I'm sure of it. 
I was reading recently a article, and it was, happened some time ago. A guy was on a porn site, right? And he was going down 17 in Arizona. And he wasn't paying attention. There was two cops helping somebody on the side of the road, Stadies. Guy ran, guy killed both state cops with his tractor trailer. And then they determined that this guy was actually on a porn site when it happened. Yeah. I, 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 you know, everybody's probably, you know, not everybody, but drivers are going to come, come up with the, the different remarks. Like you always say, we're not talking about the two, the drivers that are, are, are feeling the same way we do get off the phone or whatever while you're doing, while you're, while you're driving. We know there are drivers that don't do that and we respect them and we thank them for taking that consideration, but there are still drivers Hence the articles that still pick up their phone and still do things with their phone that have nothing to do with driving and that they shouldn't be doing it because they cannot multitask. It's illegal. There's so many reasons why you shouldn't be picking your phone up. I can't, I, I'm driving a car and I don't pick my phone up while I'm driving my car for it. I have a video and you know how we have like a lot of videos people send us, right? Mm-hmm. I have this video of this trainee. I'm not kidding you. He sends me a message and he says, what should I do? And here he is. He's in the bunk and his trainer thinks he's sleeping and this guy's surfing on the net and he's texting. He's doing, I mean, it's not just one time. He's doing, he's doing it all the time. This guy's got like videos after videos of his trainer texting and driving, surfing and driving you know, doing all kind of things on his phone while he's driving, highly illegal. And he sends me a message, and he, this was actually a year or so ago. And he's like, what should I do? I'm like, dude, I would in one second be on the phone with my company. So he calls his company, and believe it or not, his company didn't even want to see the video. Sad, isn't it? Yeah. Until the driver goes and has a major accident and the company has to dish out that multi-million dollar cases, then they would have wanted to see it so they could have gotten rid of the driver. Well, I mean, if I was that driver, I would I would hang on to that just in case down right. the road that guy does. But, you know, that's here and there. Bottom line with this is is there's, all, there's not every driver. I, I know a lot of really good, respectable drivers. Look, they're out there. They They... They're courtesy, very courteous to the public, you know, and they know there's a lot of dumbass drivers out there and they're courteous to them. They're courteous to everybody around. They're professional drivers. These guys would never think of it. And I was thinking about this. Remember we were talking about this. We were using things as an example of one. What's that old saying? One bad apple spoils the whole bunch, spoils the whole bunch. And you think about. Remember Walmart when Walmart allowed um, tractor trailers and campers to sleep in there? Everybody was allowed to sleep on Walmart's parking lot. And then you had the one or two guys that didn't give a flying crap about anybody were pissing in the parking lots. I had Walmart workers tell me it's nothing to come out and find a big oil bucket filled with oil because some trucker changed his oil in their parking lot and left the old filter and the oil right there for them to clean up. And so it just started getting monotonous 
that Walmart would come in every morning and people were complaining about the piss smell. They were complaining about the oil on the parking lot. And then truckers were not only parking down at the bottom where they were supposed to park, they were parking up in the area where cars couldn't, you know, um, park and go shopping. So Walmart was like, look, 95% of these truckers are great people, but that couple percent that just won't behave and be courteous, we got to now shut it down for everybody. So not only, so this is the only reason I brought this up, that app that trucking companies are starting to use, they're not, they don't want to punish 98% of you guys. You guys really are not the problem. It's that 1% or 2% that's just got to have his phone in his hand that's surfing. You're, you're the reason why the rest of it, it's the same guy that was in classroom, why everybody had to write their times tables because of some other clown. It, it, do you remember the movie Full Metal Jacket when Pyle kept messing up and, and, and the, sar- the drill sergeant was like, all right, from now on, we're going to punish you instead of private pile. And then he, and then they all started. Every time pile would mess up, they had to do push-ups. Every time pile would mess up, they had to run. And then finally, what'd they do? They soaped them. They gave them the soap bath. Yeah, they beat them with a soap bar at night, a soap, a blanket party, whatever they call it. And, you know, it's too bad we can't get all the truckers to do a blanket party to these clowns that are messing up for everybody else. Because all in all, I'm going to tell you something. I believe in the trucking industry. Ruthann. And I believe there's a lot of truckers out there that are just professional. We got a lot that write in. They're very old school. They want to help. They want to help other truckers. They love, they want to bring back the brotherhood of trucking. They're just good people. And then you have that small piece, that small amount. In fact, that small amount allows me to report dumbass stories every week. Yeah. Well, not only that, but you got to think that small amount does a lot of damage too. I mean, think about it. The one driver killed five people. You know, just one person, one times five. Now think about it. If if it wasn't for the fact that the that the large impact that they are creating, we wouldn't have to do anything. But because of the fact that they're creating such a large impact against, you know, killing. I mean, they're literally murdering people because they're not paying attention. And that's kids. That's not just adults. It's kids that were involved in that too. So you got to stand up for it and take it take an action. You know, unfortunately, you know, the extent that they have to do is is affecting everyone. Granted, if you're a driver that doesn't have an issue because you don't pick up your phone while you're driving, then it wouldn't bother you. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, that one guy that we were just talking about killed five people. And obviously, you know, they were able to pull up his phone and they were able to go into AT&T or whatever and go, okay, this, this guy was on this site at the exact time of the crash. Boom. The reason these trucking companies are, are wanting to now monitor your phone, you have to sign a release letting them monitor your activity, and thus they're going to start comparing. And if they see anybody at all in most... See, they can, I don't think they could tell the talking part because you're allowed hands-free. But if they see any web surfing on your phone while you're going down the road, um, and now if you have somebody with you and they're surfing, that's one thing. But at the same time, 
your phone is going to be your phone. And my guess is, even if you have your wife with you, you're not going to be able to claim that, well, it was my wife surfing on the phone. Uh Uh-uh. You better make sure your wife has a phone because now you're going to start be nitpicking at at semantics there, at words. And the bottom line with it is um, you're really, honestly, this small percent of bad drivers is really affecting the good guys so much more and more and more. It really is. It's disgusting. And that's all I got to say on that matter right there. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, you know, I've got a couple things here. I just wanted to read this. I'm not going to really, um, I'm not going to make a big deal of it. I, just, I looked this, these turnover rates up and I wanted to read them in the industry. I've got like eight different industries that have what they consider high turnover and government is the lowest. I mean, and it's still considered high turnover. It's 18%. So like for every hundred government workers they hire, they have to hire 18 to keep a hundred going. You see what I'm saying? Like out of a hundred, they lose 18. So in a year's time for every hundred they have, they got to hire 18 more to keep their um, staff of a hundred. If they had, if they had a thousand workers, they would have to hire 180, and I don't know how many thousands and thousands of workers are in the government, but it's quite a bit. Um, number two was financial activities. That's 29%. Um, that's the turnover rate. Uh, the turnover rate for education and health is 37%. Number five is inf- the information industry, 39%. Number four is manufacturing. That's 40%, which... You know, that, that could be any, you know, manufacturing line, any assembly line. Number three, highest turnover rate is utilities and trade. Uh, number, uh, I'm sorry, that was number four. Number three is, it says professional and business services, which include legal services, logistics, dispatchers would be in there, um, accounting and bookkeeping Project management, marketing, consulting, digital marketing, content marketing, event uh, management. Number two is the construction industry. Uh, It was kind of cute the way they worded it, Ruthann. Uh, The total construction industry is 57%. So for every 100 people in construction, they need to hire 57 more to keep it going, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's in a year. Um, But they broke it down to... Over 24 and 24 and under. <laughs> so, and over 24, the turnover was only 21%. But for those young men that are 24 and under, the percent is 64%. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then leisure and hospitality, which includes like McDonald's, you know, food and hotel, hotel workers, entertainment, stuff like that is 85 to 131%. And normally it's 85%. But um, that doesn't compare to the average trucking industry, which is 140%. Wow. You know, in good times especially, truckers just, you know, you get pissed off over one little thing and they're going somewhere else. Plus the fact that they're gone weeks at a time, Ruthann. It's a, it's a tough job. You know, um, you, you get a trucker, you send him to New York City, he's quitting... You get a trucker, uh, he's in a brand new truck, and his truck breaks down two or three times. He's quitting. You can't blame them. You know, if you're losing money, you're losing money. You can't blame them. If you're not getting them home like you told them you were going to do, you can't blame them for quitting right. either. Um, so that, um, and just breaking numbers down for you, 
140% means for every 100 drivers you have, you have to hire 140 drivers in a year just to keep your fleet going. That's true numbers. I know a company right now, Ruthann, that has 500 trucks, and they have probably an average of 12 to 15 people in orientation every week. And they're actually not a bad company, but the -the over-the-road industry drivers, I don't care how good you are, drivers are going to come and go. It's just the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. And so just do the math. Just at 12 drivers a week, 12 drivers a week, um, 15 drivers a week is like 750 drivers a year or something like that. That's at 500. That's 140%. So 140% is pretty tough numbers if you're a trucking company. And I think the average cost to hire a trucker these days is anywhere from, I'm going to say on the low side, 5,000, that's for a company that doesn't need a lot of advertisement, really all upwards of $12,000 just yeah. to hire one driver. So if you come and you don't last even 30 days, that company has not really made money on you at all in the freight industry. So my advice to trucking companies, which is tough to do, Give them the good, the bad, and the ugly before you hire them. Um, at least they know what they're getting into mm-hmm. when they go and work. Just be for honest. Them. Yes. Anyways, trucking wins that one, Ruthann. Moving on. Or did you have something to say on that? No, no. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Um, gosh, I've got this one thing I wanted to talk about, but we're kind of out of time. So I am going to put it on next week's podcast. I've been wanting to talk about this, and we'll, I'll be transferring it to that. So I am done for the week. What do you got? Well, we had received a message from a driver named Michael Davis, and he was telling us that he just moved from Kansas, and he, was, um, he just moved to Kansas, and he was going to get his CDL transferred over from the state that he moved from into Kansas because, by law, you have to have your state where you live for your CDL. So when he went to do his transfer, he had sent a message saying, hey, to get my CDL in Kansas, I now have to do a track, uh, trucker against trafficking um, completion for me to get my CDL. And that sparked us thinking, wow, I wonder what other states require a trucker when they go to get their CDL if they have to do this. Um, get the certificate that they completed the video for the for TAT. Well, thank you, Michael, for bringing that to our attention because I found on TAT's website, it was really hard for me to find if all the states that require it when you transfer your CDL, but what I can tell you is there's states that require that are requiring it now through legislation legislation. Um, for CDL schools and for certain CDLs that you have to have that training done and you can do it. It's, it's actually supposedly really short. It's an online course that you could do right there at TAT and you can get your certificate. Um, but CDL schools, I'll name them. You have Alabama, Colorado, Illinois, Maryland, Ohio, Oklahoma, Texas, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin and Indiana right now if are requiring all CDL schools to have their drivers re, um, complete this this training for them to get their CDL. You also have 
um, Kansas, if you have a class A, B, and C, you still have to go and do that for um, any license for you to do that training. And then you also have um, Ohio and Washington and a couple other states, they're doing it for the CDLs, but they're also doing it for bus drivers, which is new. Um, School bus drivers and your regular public transportation drivers, they're all making them do the um, training for them. I thought it was really good that the the school bus drivers are doing it so that the school bus drivers can, can recognize and possibly try and help students that are getting caught into the human trafficking. So I just wanted to bring that out. I, I think that's awesome. You know, I, and I think back, remember when TAT first came out, you know what I mean? And I thought, yeah, that's a really good idea because they were working with like state troopers and stuff mm-hmm. and they would have like um, seminars and stuff and then they would bring in state troopers and the state troopers would explain what to look for. You know what I mean? When it came to, you know, somebody maybe being trafficked or whatever the case is. And now it's, man, that's, to me, it's huge grown when all of a sudden the DMV is now involved to where it's like, okay, to get your license, you have to do this. And TAT is part of that. That's, to me, that's like, that's like the, the DMV and everybody saying, we're going to build a better country of drivers. And not only are you going to understand the traffic laws, but you're now going to be part of protecting each other. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh yeah. Even with, um, with mostly every, like if you go on Tat's website in the one section of it, it's, it has a map and an, an integrated map that you can click on each state and it shows what level they are at with this. It's, um, I think it was I, I M V E. It's like a Idaho movement vehicle, something. I can't remember what the abbreviations for, but anyways, it, it goes through and it's like a six points and what it is is each state reaches that six points and then they can go further into additional ones and and that's where you have the um, their their officers having uh, certain qualifications and it'll have the CDL schools it will have um, the the school buses and the public transport all these different things that that are some of them required by legislation and some of them are the extra step that they would go and all almost every single one of those states like florida needed like two or three things to come into the six point i think we were like four out of six we had completed um i believe it was texas had everything done and then they had the additional so like they might have four some of them might have four of them completed and they still have two more to d- reach the six, but they might have already done the additional ones on top of it. So it's it's actually really interesting for that. And I actually, I, I, I lost my train of thought. All right. <laughs> but, no, actually, I just want to say good work on that because, you know, it's, it's not... It's, it's, it's good to keep it going. And I know you... You know, I mean, this is something, your little project, and whenever we are at the truck shows, you always make sure you go visit their booth and try to get information off them because this is your one of your little things that you're trying to help out. And, and you know, to be honest with you, if we all would just have that mindset of trying to really watch around us, you know, and there are a lot of truckers that do. Um, there are truckers. I was just thinking that while you were driving. I was like, I wonder how many truck drivers, seriously, 
Well, how many truckers are going down the road right now and really observing cars also? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I understand we got a lot to observe traffic, you know, what's going on around us, but are we also looking, you know, okay, uh, you know, most cars are just going by, but then all of a sudden you see somebody looking at you and are you, are you looking at them like something up? You know what I mean? Like, because this is how we read all the time. We get these reports. You just reported about a guy that um, uh, got caught not long ago. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, because of another trucker that that uh, spotted something. And so, you know, how many of them really are? And I think before TAT, it was probably very minimal, you know. But now because of TAT, I don't know how what the percent of guys that are actually mindful of this trafficking subject but it's a lot more than there was before tat yeah their awareness tat brought out an awareness that a lot of people didn't have yeah and now the dmv is saying okay we're gonna more we're gonna now implement a program to where it's mandatory i'm telling you that's getting better because honestly trafficking is a real bad thing and i just hope that everybody gets caught that's doing it and maybe catches on fire or something but other than that ruthen time to move on Moving on. Moving on. Do you have the word of the day? I do, All but right. um, one thing I did want to mention is coming up September 10th through the 16th is the National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. And I thought that, you know, of course, this podcast is going to be out before National Appreciation Week is. But if you get, for whatever reason, if you're a driver that's out there and you get recognized or anything like that, send it to me so that I can make mention of it on the podcast later in the month when we get them, because I want to make sure that all drivers, of course, are, we're, we're appreciated of them, period. But, you know, the ones that go through that extra little thing, I like to, I like to make sure, hey, you're, you're recognized because you did that extra mile than doing your normal job. Well, look, this is our industry, and, you know, we're, this is what we do. We're in trucking, and everybody, most people that listen to us are in trucking. So, you know, let's care. Um, and like Ruthann said, if you get nominated for driver of the week or driver appreciation or whatever the case is, please let us know. I know you're humble and don't really want anybody making a big deal of it, but help us out to where we can say, Hey, you know, hats off to Joe, um, whatever Smith for this achievement. All right. And Joe Smith's going, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. What you got for us today? Is it the word of the day? It is the word of the day by Word Genius. Word Genius. Inveigle. 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 I n v e i g l e. Inveigle. What is inveigle? It means. To persuade someone to do something by means of deception or flattery. Really? Yes. Wait a second. So flattery or deception. You got a sentence for us? We must inveigle him into participating in the auction. Or, let me try and put this in chucker tone. I'm the dispatcher. I'm going to inveigle him into taking the load to New York City. 
we know you can get it there, driver, because you're the best guy we got. <laughs> I, I wouldn't give it to anybody else because I know you're going to get it there. I know yeah, you're yeah. tired. In I was I was thinking of pizza, but yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, you're talking about bribing. Okay. All right. We're out of here. Peace. Praise the Lord.